You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network. We are back with our week two coverage of Survivor New Zealand, and um, looking forward to breaking down these two pretty interesting episodes. I think here. So uh, my name's Nick, um, and I don't have a catchy line. I didn't think of one, except um, uh, check out my mallow puffs. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, also joined by uh, Ben, all the way from across the ditch. Uh, yes, I am across the ditch. Thank you, Nick. Um, and I also don't have a clever little line. I, I did, but I can't find it. So um, let's just say... Oh, actually, no, hang on. No, 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 no. Cancel that out. I will say uh, it's a pleasure to be back. And it's Nick and Nick at this stage. <laughs> and we're also joined by by a, a decent Kiwi bloke. So just to make sure we keep outnumbering the Aussies. Uh, so Perez Mackay is here. How are you going, Bruce? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Did you just say Nick and Nick, Ben? <laughs> I just, I said it how you guys would say Nick and Nick. Uh, <laughs> I think it's good. It? I'm, not, I'm not sure that actually works, but, you know, like, you guys have been saying it like that. Like, you guys call me Nick, and I'm not sure I've ever pronounced my name Nick. It's more likely to be Nuck, isn't it? It was, I don't know. It was I just don't... the one yeah, thing not... stand out. Like, I mean, there's so many things which are kind of, I just, you know, oh, yeah, okay, that's just the Kiwi accent. You know, I just kind of get used to it now. But that was just one of the real standouts when he's in that challenge. Oh, it's Nick and Nick at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> You do get those kind of classic moments from him, um, from from good old Matt. He um, yeah. he's definitely delivering. And uh, one of the things I've been been really interested to, to point out is, you know, when we've had these lines which you would only get on a Kiwi Survivor, um, you know. So there's a few of them in, in these couple of episodes, and I'll point them out as we go through. But I absolutely love them when I heard them; they just really made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I guess um, you know this is a com- a complete spoiler area here, so um, it, it's good to kind of just talk about at the top of the episode, kind of what are our, our big hits. And obviously we've uh, got one person gone from the game completely through Redemption Island, which is Hannah, is now <laughs> gone, unfortunately. Which is, uh, yeah, a bit of a killer and um, disappointed about that. And uh, we've also got somebody else who has now joined Tony on Exile Island, uh, sorry, Redemption Island, which is, um, of course, the lovely Izzy, who is there now with her, him as well. So, yeah, those are kind of our, our big headlines for the, the episodes. Uh, Mogaton have sucked the whole way through, um, but uh, her most of <laughs> gotten a lot more interesting all of a sudden i think that there's some some good dynamics going on there and um you know i'm i'm really interested to see those guys get to tribal council so i guess probably just um you know big picture perez now what what's your kind of thoughts on these couple of episodes good overall good i like them i think the i don't know if it's the editing or if there isn't much of a story that we're going to see play out in the long run happening at the moment, but what we're seeing now, I think, is good. Yeah. Yep. No, I would I would agree with that. Ben, how about you? What are, what are you thinking? We're four episodes in now. What, what's your take? Look, I feel I'm going to be very critical in this episode, uh, particularly the first one. Um, I... I'm not not enjoying this. I will just point that out. I'm saying no way am I coming into this going, oh, God, this sucks. I'm not saying that. I've got a lot of criticisms about the first episode, um, episode three, I guess you would say. Um, and then episode four, I think, was a much better episode. But, yeah, kind of similar to kind of, I guess, maybe what I feel Perez might be alluding to. There's just a lot around this editing and there's a lot around how they're portraying this, which going back to a week ago when I said it's reminded me a lot of the, the first Australian season, I think we're really starting to see a lot more of that now and it's it's moved past it a lot to me, whereas last week I was saying how, look, it's it's like the first Australian one, but good. 
there's a lot of the bad elements from that first Australian season that I feel are really creeping into this right now. And yeah, I, I mean, look, I've got a, a lot of a lot of criticisms about this week. Uh, I've got some good stuff, and I will say, like, none of my criticisms around the cast or the the, the contestants. I'm loving this cast still. I'm loving these contestants. Um, but I think maybe it will come down to a lot of editing, perhaps, and maybe how they're showing it. But yeah, it's it's kind of I'm there and thereabouts with it. Good, bit below average, good. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I'm, um, I think I'm going to agree with you on some points. I guess um, my overall take is that I am, yeah, I am really enjoying this, and I'm, I'm loving that we're getting a lot of kind of camp scenes. Um, you know, we're getting to know these characters really well. But I'm at the point where I think there's actually maybe a few too many camp scenes. Uh, I never thought I'd find myself saying this, but we probably need a few more challenges because I think the, yeah. the, the American show really hangs off a formula where it's, you know, you've got your camp scenes, you've got a challenge, you've got camp scenes, challenge, camp scenes, tribal council, and everything kind of fits into that mold in a really good way and I think one of the things that I got really frustrated with and actually eventually stopped watching Australian Survivor last year um, was that you would go episodes where kind of nothing happened and that Mm. was hard to watch Um, I guess at least with these episodes there has been that kind of tentpole moment in both of them that we obviously had a Redemption Island duel and then we had a Tribal Council so the action is still moving forwards with each episode so that's good but I do think we could do with a little bit more um, speeding up of the action um, if we're going to have two episodes uh, a week, it, it would really help if we're kind of moving forwards with the action a little bit more. So I hope we do get to see a little bit more of that. Um, yeah, I, I, I would just like to see us kind of see the pace start to move forwards a little bit because we're doing a lot of talking about what we're going to do, what we're going to do. Um, and, you know, especially with that Hermosa tribe that we need some payoff. If we don't start seeing some payoff, it's going to get frustrating. Um, but, you know, it's still early days. I'm definitely uh, going to give it a pass because I think I'm still really enjoying it and yeah, some some really fun moments that we can talk over as we go through this. Um, yeah, so, um, I mean, I'm just thinking about where we want to start here, really. But, um, you know, I, I think we probably just want to talk about, the, you know, the dynamics that's happening at Redemption Island because we kind of get that at the start of the first episode. And, and um, there's actually not a lot of Redemption Island scenes. And I don't know if that bodes particularly well for, for our people that are there, especially Tony, about whether or not he'll come back. You know, if he's coming back, are we getting enough from him to, to really justify that? Um you know, I mean, Ben, what, what's your thoughts? Do you think that we're getting enough from these guys on Redemption Island or maybe too much? I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts around that? I think we're not getting enough. I, I feel that Redemption Island just gets forgotten about really quickly, and I think this is a problem that we're seeing with this, is that whether you like or hate the Redemption Island twist, I feel that there's always been a decent enough balance between what we're seeing from Redemption Island and a mixture of the game, in, the, in particular in the US version, you know, the few times we have seen it. Um, you know, for the example, for the first episode, we get, you know, Tony showing up a brief kind of, you know, bits and bobs here of Hannah and Tony interacting and it's kind of forgotten about. And then I think we get, you know, a long way into that episode and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, here they are preparing. And then it's at the end of the episode. And that that's a big criticism of mine. The fact that they wait until the end of the episode to show Redemption Island. It just doesn't work. It just, to me, it just does not work with this twist. And then, you know, sort of, in the in the second episode, how we kind of just get a tiny bit of Tony, and then it's kind of like, okay, cool, let's forget about him, and then you know we get sort of, uh, well, I mean that's all we get really, isn't it? So, and it's interesting when you've got such a big character like Tony on there, and then okay, I understand that there's one person there that's not going to be as, as enthralling as it will be if there's two people there, um, but you know, particularly when that first episode, I mean that's that's basically an hour and five minutes without commercials. You know, an average episode is about 42 minutes long. Uh, the second one, I think, was 44 minutes without commercials. So, 
you know, you've got basically an extra 20 minutes in that first episode where you've got two people on Redemption Island, which you could be showing these scenes. And it kind of just, again, what we'll talk about throughout this episode is that to me, there's just, you're going on about the saying about the camp stuff. There's way too much camp stuff going on. And particularly when the camp stuff doesn't have substance. So this is where I feel we need to see more of Redemption Island. You've got it. Why can't we use it? Like, is Hannah going out trying to get, you know, fish? Or is what's how are they eating? Like, surely there's fun little scenes of them doing that. I, I, I don't know. And it's kind of weird to say that Redemption Island we're not getting enough of. And I, I feel we need more of it. I just feel that if you're going to have longer episodes, two a week, you've got extra time. You can be showing extra scenes. And for some reason, the US version can do a whole lot more on a shorter episode one a week uh, so I, I don't really see why they can't show more yeah I agree yeah. with that yeah, yeah no, go up, Fred. a lot of the the camp stuff that we're seeing just seems like extra filler without any real point to it so I think the at the moment it seems as if whoever is coming back from Redemption Island isn't going to be that I don't. Th- I don't think at the moment that Redemption Island is going to be a big factor in the overall outcome because of the amount with have we the amount we haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think probably the, the issue for me is that um, you know I actually really liked what I got in terms of the stuff from Hermosa particularly because I thought we were starting to build towards something a little bit now. Um, you know that y- you've got these these two on the outside and they're trying to work their way in and, and figure out who they can kind of pull over. Um, and I thought we had, you know, some interesting stuff there that kind of that ebbed and flowed throughout the episode too, which was really good. But ultimately, I think we started to get a lot of repetition. We were seeing the same things over and over again. And I kind of got the point that, you know, Nate and Barbara on the outside, I didn't need to see that again. Um, you know, I, I just think we were kind of repeating a lot of the same kind of narrative, which was a little bit of a problem. Um, going back to Redemption Island, though, I think, um, you know, some of the in, the exit interviews I've read from Hannah is that her and Tony kind of had a real, some real heartfelt scenes when he first arrived that he explained why he voted for her. And, and you know, he was quite emotional and in tears. And it seems crazy that that wasn't shown. You know, to yeah. me, that seems like an absolute must that you kind of show that stuff. So I was really surprised that we didn't see that. But, um, yeah, I, it, it was really interesting to me that, that we kind of started with them and like you say, then, Ben, then we don't see anything from them until the end. I actually don't mind finishing on a Redemption Island because I think, you know, if I'm going to be consistent, one of the problems I had with it on the American version was that it was always really awkward having somebody leave for good in the middle of the episode. That always felt a bit weird. Um, but, you know, having said that, you know, I'm not entirely sure that it's working the way it is at the moment either. Um but I think that's probably because if we were finishing the second episode and finishing these this two two episode sequences with somebody gone, I think that that would be a, a better thing than kind of having somebody voted out in the second one and then you're waiting around two weeks for something to happen. I don't know. I mean, it's just I, I guess that these guys are probably just finding their feet and and hopefully as we go along that things start to kind of click into place a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but why don't we talk a little bit more about the dynamics that's happening in each tribe? I think I think we've kind of covered our concerns there going forwards, and I guess we'll just have to see how that plays out as we, as we move along. But um, yeah, I mean, Ben, what was your take on? Let's let's kind of start with the Smogaton tribe because obviously they're they're quite key in this first episode. Um, well, in both these episodes, actually. Um, I mean, what's your kind of overall take with the tribe? What you know, who you're liking? Um, you know, who you're not liking? Um, what what do you think of the interesting storylines that we've got going on there? 
It's it's interesting with Mogaton because uh, I know sort of we talked up uh, Shay a bunch last week, particularly you guys um, were you know really on Team Shay. But I, I noticed the the editing, particularly in that second episode. And I mean, please tell me, is this a Kiwi thing or something like that? But the way sort of Matt's doing the narration, flop or Shay flopped again. Like it's kind of like, <laughs> just, why are you being so mean to her? This is Survivor. Like this is what they do. Um, but having said that, yeah, Shay kind of is getting a little bit on my, I don't say nerves, like, I, I don't dislike Shay, but it's just kind of, I don't get how she's playing this game in terms of just how she's going about taking people out. Like, to me, it seems way too early for her to be kind of just flip-flopping as much as she is. And I just think particularly in this game when clearly it's very similar to these first US seasons where loyalty is really, I feel, playing more of a factor than, say, gameplay um, because, you know, this is the first time New Zealanders have had a chance to. And again, as we've gone over, a lot of these people, I think, really don't know the ins and outs of sort of how the US version is played. So this is where I think the similarities to that first Australian season are really showing through because it's, it's more about that loyalty and mateship rather than the game. So I just think that's going to hurt Shay in the long term. But, I mean, I, again, my predictions are generally pretty rubbish. Um, outside of her, I, I really kind of found myself drawn to Arvi this week. Um, I just liked how he was kind of going about it and he's kind of positioning himself there in the middle. Um, I just found it very interesting and he's, you know, he seems like he's, his name's not, I think, being thrown around. I think pretty much everybody on, on, Mo, on Mogaton this week got their name somewhere thrown around, didn't they? I feel Arvi didn't. Um, you know, even, even, um, Sala got sort of a mention there as somebody who, you know, is threatening. I think that was, um, Shay who mentioned that. So, you know, he's definitely one I feel you've got to keep an eye on because he's really positioning himself well. Lou, again, just, you know, amazing. She just... I can't see how she's 19. She's older than 19. I think she's lied to everyone. Like, that girl is more mature than I am. Um, so, like, she is, she is awesome. Um, and then uh, Tom, who, again, just seemingly always is having his name mentioned. I think that was Arby said that in the second episode, didn't he? Like, why is Tom's name always being mentioned? It's always there. Um and then Tom really pissed me off when it's like they're sitting around and they're all like talking about who to vote for. His name's clearly around and they're all like, oh, yeah, we should vote for Izzy. Oh, no, I can't vote for Izzy. I'm going to vote for Shay. It's like, well, um, <laughs> if you look at the numbers right now, mate, if you don't vote for Izzy, you're going home. So, I mean, I obviously realise it changed in the end, uh, which, again, is questionable. Like, if Shay had a voted for uh, Tom... If I'm not mistaken, that means it would have been a 3-3 split. So, it's kind of interesting how Shay went about that. So, she, like, what, indirectly voted Izzy out without voting for Izzy. She then voted for Lou, who's supposedly her closest ally. So, it's kind of like, well, what are you doing there? Like, why would you then vote for Lou when you just... Yeah, it's she's confusing me. But um, I'm liking... I mean, we're obviously getting to know them a lot more when it comes to, like, tribal council and everything because they're losing so much. But, um... Yeah, and Sal, I didn't basically mention him there, but Sal's just awesome, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> we, I went over him last week, and I think he's similar to Arby. He's, I mean, I know his name kind of got mentioned, but he just is so darn likeable. And on a season, as I was saying, which it kind of seems more it's about loyalty and mateship, I mean, he's definitely in a perfect position to, to go far and win, because who wants to vote Sala out? It's only Shay, and like, Shay just doesn't know what she's doing each week, so, yeah. Ben, can yeah. I ask you, what, yes. what is it about Lou that you like? She's just she's just very much, I guess, floating there and kind of no one's really seeing her as much of a threat. Like, I mean, I know Shay 
obviously did in a way to kind of put her name out there, but she's kind of working side by side with Shay. She's in that alliance where kind of people are just not really considering her. And it's kind of like Tom's thro- at least throwing Shay's name out. You know, we know Tony is going after Shay. Um, and when it comes to Lou, like, I mean, she's there and I kind of found it interesting when she was at Redemption Island, how she was so quick to be open and honest about who, you know, voted for who, but in a way, I think that worked for her because straight away, her and Salah are completely resolved of any, you know, guilt or implications with Tony. Tony knows they're telling the truth, even though he's all like, oh, you know, fuck you, I'm going to come in and kill you all. I'm going to join, you know, with Hermosa. He still kind of at least knows that those two didn't vote for him. So I just think the way Lou's playing it is smart. And I think a lot of that also comes down to her age. Like, a lot of people um, wouldn't assume that she's a threat. Oh, she's young, we'll just keep her around. And I think that later on in the game, I mean, it's it's very similar to, was it Christy or Kirsty? I can't remember her name from uh, the last Australian survivor who ended up winning it. Like, you know, she just popped up. There she was at the end. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts kind of around the, the Smogaton tribe is that we are seeing a lot of RV, which is you've got to bode well for him, I think. Um, I guess probably the one I'm most interested in and in kind of getting your guys' thoughts a little bit more and um, Perez, I, I might kind of come to you on this one a little bit, is around Tom, because um, I'm really... I'm interested in what people think about why we're getting such a negative perception of him. And um, to me, I think he's just—I think he just isn't really good at selling things to people. Um, he doesn't appear to kind of be particularly interested. He comes across as a little bit monotone at times, and you know, I, he just doesn't seem to be gravitating anybody into him. And also, he's got that, a little bit of that thing where I think the way he says things, they don't sound particularly. Um, um, assertive, and so I think people just don't really ta- are not taking him seriously. Um, does that make him a threat? I don't know, but I'm definitely getting some negative vibes from him. That you know, it might not be that he's going soon, but it might be that he's going to be somebody that we see right at the end who just doesn't get any votes. I don't know what you're thinking about Tom, but yeah, I mean, let's just talk about Tom a little bit. But um, your, your bigger thoughts on Mogaton as well? Yeah, Tom, I think is one to watch at the moment. I think out out of all the men, I think he's probably physically the most attractive male so i think he might if he gets into the tribe switch or swap or whatever i think he might get in with possibly georgia and shannon which could be good for him if he's which he could then pull in avi as well um i'm I, i get what you're saying about the the way he comes across not particularly assertive i'd I think he's he's on the back foot at the moment, and I think all of his interaction is would probably come across possibly disingenuous because he is on the back foot with the group because of Shay, if that makes sense, I think. That's my thoughts on Tom. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with that. It, that all kind of matches up what what I'm kind of thinking with Tom a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just it, it just feels kind of nondescript as to why we don't like him, and um, I, I just wish the show would give us a little bit more reason as to why he's not liked. It just feels a little bit like it hasn't really been captured on camera. I don't know. Mm. I, I, well, I just, likes yeah, him. You go, Shay. Sorry, uh, Shay. You're not Shay. I was looking at a name on my screen. You go, Perez. <laughs> I think the I think Arby seems like quite a nice guy. Like in general, he'd be a nice guy, and he has gravitated towards Tom. And I don't get the idea that it's he's going to use Tom as some sort of goat or shield for himself. So I think there might be some 
positive about Tom because Izzy seemed nice as well and she had a soft spot for Tom even though she voted for him. Um, I think as far as story goes, the negativity surrounding Tom from Shay, that might be all that there is to make a story out of at the moment with him. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just one that we're going to have to keep watching and, and see what comes out of that going forwards. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously there was a big spotlight on them this week because they were the ones that ended up going to Tribal Council and it was their play, you know, two of their guys at Redemption Island and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but let's switch over and talk a little bit about Hermosa because um, I think I ragged on them a little bit last week for being a bit boring and, and not a lot of interesting stuff happening with them. But I think things definitely picked up here a little bit and... Um, there's definitely some stars in, in this tribe that are that are making for, for good TV. You know, Mike Mike's coming across really good. Um, I really like um, Georgia as well. I think she's really interesting. Um, and I'm not just saying that because she has been retweeting everything that we've been posting. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and and um, I I do I have to say I really like Nate. You know, whether he survives long enough to to be a compelling character, but this guy is obviously you know, well. At least what we've seen is that he understands what these people are doing and how they're interacting really well. Um, whether he can find a way through there, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the ones that have been standing out to me. I've been been really enjoying them. Um, ben, wh- what have you been thinking about the Samosa tribe? Well, I'm going to start off with the good things, I feel, because, uh, yeah, we definitely got to see a lot more of them this week. So we, we are getting to see a lot more of people like Jack as well. I mean, you know, we, we had his whole conversations about the toilets and who's, like, obviously going to the bathroom and, um, you know, stuff like that, which is fun. And we're obviously getting a lot from the other people about saying how he's a bit of the joker and everything along those lines. So I'm glad that we're seeing you know, a bit of bit of Jack there. Uh, I'm with you. I love Nate. And not just, you know, you know the Danny Burke side, um, you know, because that just makes him awesome anyway. But, like, I, I do like kind of how he was there describing about the, um, like, the gangs and not being afraid of people. He's like, you know, oh, well, what are you going to do? Well, so what? Like, you know, just you could, he's such a cop. <laughs> he is such a cop, which is just, it's awesome. Um, Barb, look, we got a bit of Barb this week, I feel, too. Like, you know, she seems pretty cool from what we're seeing um georgia yeah like she's i didn't realize she was retweeting so hi georgia um but i look she's she's okay i'm not kind of either way on her she's just kind of there she's kind of like a you know like a lee like lee's there i mean we're getting a lot more of georgia than we are of lee um but you know it is that um i just want to say with shannon she's she's so she's still just so amazed with everything isn't she like oh i love going to redemption island and you know followed by like oh we've got a challenge yay like she just loves life shannon she's so just happy go lucky i can imagine she's going to get voted out at one point Oh, I got voted out. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say one. I actually, I don't know how I managed to forget Shannon, but yeah, I, I actually really like Shannon because every time they talk to her about anything, she's got this massive smile on her face yeah. and she's obviously just loving the experience. And, and that's really fun to watch, you know, like it is really cool to see somebody who's really enjoying it. And then you kind of like cut to Tom, who's like always this kind of serious strategizing monotone, let's do this. And then you go back to Shannon, who's just got this big grin on her face. It's like, I know who I'd rather be watching. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. One of the comments that I had on the on Twitter was, you know, a, a great Kiwi saying that that Nate's been pulling out quite a bit here, is you know, tell Barb to go and have a crack at Shannon, <laughs> <laughs> which you know could mean several different things, and I don't think it's what I think it's meant. So, um, but uh, Perez, I mean, what's your take on um, on the Samosa tribe? 
Uh, good. Much better than it was last week. I'm starting to like what I'm seeing from old douchebag Mike. He is... He's found my soft spot, so I think he's is that, good. Is that because I'm he's still what listening? I'm Perez, is that still because you feel bad knowing that he's listening to us? No, not at all. I thought he was an asshole last time <laughs> I watched it. This time, he's better. So, it might change next week. I'm I'm liking him in Georgia. I think, I think Georgia is the one who is in charge from what we're seeing. I think she is the leader, but I think the making it look as if Shannon is the one making the decisions. And I think that might just be because she's, as far as the game is concerned, she's more articulate with the storytelling, I guess, than what we've seen from Georgia. Um, But I would think now would be very silly to mistake Shannon's eloquence for game savviness um but she's enjoyable i I like what you uh said nick about the contrast between shannon and tom i agree completely um the thing that i'm that for me stood out the most was how when nate and barb were approaching jack to try and bring him in uh nate could see what jack is really like i felt but Barb, I don't think, had that read on him. And I think her bluntness with him and her lack of gentleness with Jack probably made it a situation that Jack didn't want to even entertain the idea of joining in. So I thought that was quite interesting. Because I thought with Barb, she would be at an age where she would understand that sometimes a gentle touch is what is needed, but it wasn't really there. But it seemed to be there more so with Nate, who I'm also really liking as well. I just Can I just quickly jump in there and add something just with that? Because I think this is a big issue with kind of what we're seeing with Hermosa and just how this is being edited. And it's kind of, it's interesting, Nick, when you're saying about back on Mogaton with Tom, like how we're not seeing why he seems to be so despised. I think, like, they've, they've tried to balance that out here with Hermosa and showing a bit more because I guess we were saying last week they weren't. And I, I'm, that's not me saying, oh, they listened to us and they re-edited it. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> it's, um, I mean, if they did, great. But, like, it's just, to me, I think you mentioned it, Nick, about how it's repetitive. This is my issue with the, particularly the first episode. I feel like every scene we got with Hermosa was the same scene. It was just Barb and, and Nate oh, who are we going to get in? Oh, let's try this, let's try that. Only to be just like, oh, maybe we need to do this, maybe we need to do that. Like, to me, they're just showing, they're going overboard with showing alliances and strategy. And, like, it's weird saying that because on a show like this where it's got those real old-school vibes, I'd like to be seeing a lot more of these kind of, like, human personal elements and kind of things like that. But I just swear, with Hermosa, you could border down every single sequence of them to the same thing and then it seems it was annoying with Shannon and this is not against her it's how it was edited you're always getting this vibe of she's in the middle who will she go with who will she go with but it all just borders down to I love being with the younger people I'm going to vote off the older people it's kind of like so we wasted a whole episode the the day before getting this oh what's going to happen here and it's just it's just repetitive and that was my huge issue particularly with that first episode this week that it's just we got no substance it was the same thing over and over again yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah, totally agree with that. And I think, um, you know, part of the bigger problem here is that 
you know, you just talked about, you know, that, that Nate and, and Barb are trying to get Jack on board and eventually, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, there's not much point. We, you know, he's too tightly aligned with those two other guys. And it's like, well, show us that because we actually don't know why he's aligned with those two. Yeah. You know, we, we don't really get the, the feeling of why Jack wants to stay with those two guys who seem to be pretty tight with each other and, you know, then with Georgia. So, you know, quite it should be pretty obvious that, you know, the other four in the tribe get together and, and, and cut those three apart. You know, but we're not seeing why Jack is not thinking about that. And I think that's probably the issue is that we're not really seeing it. And my guess is probably because this isn't going to come up is that because this tribe's not going to go to, I think, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to take a guess is that these tribes are going to be switched up before we get to a tribal council with Hamosa. That's probably where we're going with this. And so we, we're having a lot of scenes about what they might do, but it's actually not going to come to anything. Um, I could be wrong about that and I'm usually wrong. So that would make sense. But um, yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of what I'm expecting might happen here. And so we have to show them because, you know, you can't show them it, it, that same old problem, you know, and you get that all the time in Survivor where you get a tribe that gets out to an early lead. You kind of have to show what they're doing yeah. because ultimately, especially if the winner comes out of that group, you have to show them and what they're doing in those early stages. And can I, can and, I, just, yeah, can I add, agree. I just want to really, sorry, just really quickly add with that too. I think an issue that I think maybe they're finding, and this could be, again, still very early days of Survivor New Zealand and everything, but I kind of think maybe they're stuck in the middle a bit between, say, the US version and the Australian version because it's like, let's go for multiple episodes a week. Great, like the Australian version, but let's stick with 16 contestants like the original one of the US version. And I think this is a huge issue. You can't have two episodes a week, particularly one that's, you know, 20 minutes longer with this amount of castaways with Redemption Island. I just think they've gone way too deep with what they're trying to do. This might work better if you've got more contestants than just 16. It might work better if you're going to go with 16 because I think Redemption Island is not working with 16 people. And I just feel that based off what happened with the Australian one last year, Survivor isn't a show that you can have multiple episodes of a week. It's a one once-a-week episode show. If you're going to have two episodes a week, they need to be basically how we get the US version, you know, just short, sharp, to the point, with a vote off every episode. Or if you're going to have Redemption Island, kind of do it the way that it did on the US one. I just think that's a real criticism of mine that, again, they've just bitten way too much into this with, a, you know, 16 contestants with Redemption Island and two episodes a week, like... You know, if this had been one episode a week, I don't think they'd be having the issues. But yeah, that's just, I just wanted to add that quickly. Well, I think probably one of the big things is that it, it would be solved a lot more if there were more challenges. I think mm. probably one of the issues that agree. we've got, you know, uh, you know, an hour episode, if you're cutting out the, the advertisements, which has only got one challenge in it. And well, no, sorry, that's not true. I suppose we've got Redemption Island at the end. But, um, you know, it, it just feels like a lot of TV um, with, you know, we have to keep going back to camp scenes, have to go back to camp scenes. And, you know, they've got to be able to add something. And, you know, like, six days out, probably isn't much happening. But so much that can be happening, you know, when, you, when you're this early into the game. And so, you know, it, it, might, it might be that things start to change up as we get a little bit further along. Um, I guess we're going to find that out. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's probably one of the concerns that I've got there um, going forwards. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we just have to say, I mean, I'm definitely giving it the benefit of the doubt because I think that there's still plenty of time for, for things to kind of improve. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to have to see where things go. But um, why don't we actually just talk about a little bit about the challenges that we got in this first episode, which is this, um, you know, this this real classic challenge of, you know, chase each other around the, the lap. Um, which we've seen a few times, you know, seen in uh, Gabon, obviously, um, Palau, you know, it's one, uh, uh, Karaman, you know, we've had it a few times, and it's 
you know, it's one of these simple challenges that works really well. And that's what I do like about it is that, you know, um, we seem to be going for kind of classic survivor challenges and um, they are working really well. Um, I am I am really enjoying the challenges, um, maybe not the Redemption Island one so much, but the other ones I thought were really good. Um, Perez, I mean, are you, are you enjoying that aspect of it, the challenges? Yeah, I like that one. I like the other one that, uh, what was the other one? The one that Lou won, or are we up to that part yet? I don't know. That Lou yeah, won, that, I you like mean Lou lost. One. <laughs> oh, that Lou lost, yeah. But she, like, won out of all her sucky She won things. our hearts. She won our hearts, Lou did. Um, that's another way to put it. Yeah, good on Lou. <laughs> no, nah, I liked it. I thought, the, I thought the challenges were good. I didn't like the Redemption Island challenge. I thought that one sucked. But the other two, I like them because they're, like, classic Survivor challenges. Yeah, no, that's that's totally my feeling, too. And I think, you know, if we're going to get back to one thing that I am really enjoying about this is I think it's well shot. You know, it looks really good. It looks like the finished product. Um, and, you know, I think the challenges are really good. We get those kind of... I, I always love in a Survivor Challenge when you get the kind of GoPro shot. You know, I think that's always really cool. And there's quite a lot of that going on here. Um, it was actually quite a cool challenge in terms of, um, you know, Hermosa got off to this awful start where, you know, Barbara's kind of getting dragged along. And, you know, kind of... Like, <laughs> It looks like Mogaton are about to just come and, and steamroll them, and obviously Mogaton end up losing it. Um, so you know, it's um, yeah, it's it's a, a cool challenge, and I really enjoy it, and I, I do love the simplicity of it. Um, you know, it, it, again, it's just annoying me for not supply, um, applying for the show because I was under the impression there was going to be lots of swimming challenges, and we're not seeing very much of that at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do really enjoy it. I mean, Ben, what are you thinking about these challenges? Yeah, look, I, I, it seems to be weird that like kind of I feel in the US one, I'm so critical of the challenges now. But yeah, I've, I've been enjoying the challenges. And again, agree with you completely. We need more of them. That's uh, It is an issue with these. Uh, I love that lapping challenge. That's always one of my favorites. And it's one that they use far too little in the US one. You know, they're recycling all these other challenges. This is one that is, should be like always up there. Same with that one where they've got to like tackle each other and what grab the ball. And, you know, like the one from Heroes vs. Villains from the very first episode you know like that's a an amazing challenge but yeah. was it yeah barb like i thought they'd lost it straight away like who was it on mogaton that fell over basically because they had them they had them straight away but then they kind of fell over but it was interesting their strategy i found it was kind of like oh you know everybody else just because the three of us will carry all these bags and then it kind of got to the point where poor old sala was about to die and they're like no sala you can't <laughs> quit on us and it's like, well, you do realise by having Sala there, you're actually losing. <laughs> like, that's kind of the point, guys. Um, yeah, the the one in the second episode, look, I'm, I'm sort of getting a bit tired of um, endurance challenges that aren't endurance challenges, but this one worked. I, I like the kind of the team aspect when you get an endurance challenge like this. You know, it adds a bit of pressure. Um, and, yeah, I'm with Perez. The Redemption Island one, pfft. Wow, throwing what were they like anvil ball things? I don't even know what the hell they were. Um, but well, we'll get we'll get into the we'll get into that in a moment. Let's just kind of focus on that first challenge, and um, I think we're all saying we really enjoyed that. So let's take that as a positive that we all liked. Um, one of the things I do really like about that one is you know when it's set on in, in the beach, and you know and you go through one side and the, and the tide's up higher. Yeah. And, you know, so the, the idea being that when you're in the lower tide that you kind of sprint through and then and then you kind of walk through the other part. Um, so you've got to be a little bit strategic about what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, you know, because when I first saw it and you see, part, you know, Barb kind of fall and I thought, oh, God, that's, you know, this challenge is going to be over. It's going to be just like an, an absolute, you know, 
this is this is going to be a failure basically and um, it, it actually turned out to be um, really epic towards the end it, it took a while for things because it did kind of seesaw so that's really cool and I think probably one of the things I am kind of pleased with is even though we've seen Mogaton kind of like go to these early tribal councils you don't get that impression that this is just going to be a complete blowout you can see Hamosa could lose and probably will um, depending on what happens over the next couple of weeks um, you could you could see that you know it's not like um, Mogaton's going out there and they are making the smart choices in terms of keeping the tribe strong, I suppose. Um, so, you know, it's more likely that we, we're going to be in a situation where Hermosa could lose. So, yeah, I mean, guess we'll keep our eyes on that one. But, um, I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of looking for anything that I think is really important, you know, in between that challenge and going to Redemption Island. And I think we've probably talked about it a little bit. This is probably, for me, the weakest part of these two episodes is the bit in between that, that reward challenge and then into um, Redemption Island because... Like we've talked about, it is just getting repetitive. We've seen the same things over and over. Um, you know, I, the one thing I'd probably take away from this section is I think Nate is, you know, he's hustling. He knows he's in a bad situation and he's absolutely trying to get into a better one. Um, but, yeah, I think I think this is definitely a, a slow point in the episode that we probably could have done without. Um, you know, we've definitely heard Ben's take on that. So, Perez, I mean, is this what you're thinking as well? You kind of, this bit was a bit of a struggle? Well, I can't even remember what it was. Was it more of just like uh, Shannon and Barb chatting with each other? It was. Well, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes of Nate. So there's there's quite a long and extensive scene where Nate is at the well with Mike and kind of talking. Oh yeah, to, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Scenarios there, and um, you know, I think basically we get in a situation where Nate's trying to get something together, but he, I think probably he doesn't have a clear plan which is he can see what's happening. But, you know, to me, I think the clearest plan is you go to Shannon and you go to Jack and you say, hey, look, these other three are in a really tight alliance. It's pretty clear to me. Let's just, let's just cut them. You know, like the four of us need to get together on this next vote and go for it. And yeah. um, I'm not sure that, that he's doing that. He's kind of just like, he can see that there's a problem. He can see who's talking to each other, but he's kind of just like, you know, it's like a, just a scattergun approach. Like just kind of go for everybody and hope that, you know, just throw everything at the wall and hope something sticks. And, I think that's probably just making him more annoying and more of a threat than, than anything else. Yeah, I don't think it's really helping him out at the moment. But, yeah, as far as that goes, I think that was a lot of what the episode was, was this is Nate and Barb's predicament and this is going to be them trying to manoeuvre their way out of it, which is fine and it's good to see, but we didn't need a whole episode of it. Yeah, totally agree with that. Ben, is there anything you wanted to add before we start talking about this Redemption Island? Yeah, no, I mean, the only thing I really add is it kind of just seems weird still that, you know, particularly in that second episode after Hamosa won, that we just get a clip of them back at camp. Uh, it just, I mean, I guess it was funny. We got a funny line there by Jack, you know, oh, they may as well just all go live in Redemption Island. Like, okay, haha, funny. But, like, I mean, it just seems wasted. And then I think it was even, um, I can't even remember. Like, the way they kind of do the, um, the tree mail, how generally you will get only one tribe reading the tree mail. And even now we really don't ever see the tribes reading tree mail anyway, do we? But like when we do, we only generally see one tribe doing it. It's rare that we kind of see both. So like particularly in that one where they're deciding who to send to Redemption Island, I just felt that was, there was too much going on there. Like it just, it just seemed wasted. Like, okay, we want to see who you're choosing, but it was kind of just like, you know, Shannon, Oh my God, I'm going to Redemption Island. Yay. Um, it's kind of like, you know, we don't really need to see that again. Love you, Shannon. You know, I'm, you're just the most excitable person on the planet. But yeah, I just feel that, um, you know, some of the things after challenges and that just kind of, again, we, we don't really need to see them. They don't add anything to the episode. Well, I think probably that, you know, I, I was really interested to see in terms of who, 
um, Mogaton chose, and obviously they chose the two people that vote that didn't vote for Tony, um, and that was a really smart decision. Um, and you know, so obviously it was important to show that, and I'm glad they showed that. But yeah, you're totally right. We didn't need to see what Hamasa are thinking because it doesn't play into the episode at all. You know, it's not important at all. Um, one of the things I did want to kind of point out about this whole bit just before we head off to, to Redemption Island is you get this whole thing with Jack where he's talking about he's, he's plain stupid and, you know, he wants people to not take him seriously. And it's like, this is like classic Fabio right here. Are we getting a kind of a, a Jack winner edit kind of coming in here with, you know, him being stupid and, you know, trying to fool everybody. So maybe, who knows? Um, but um, I think we can probably head into this this Redemption Island thing. I think we've seen everything we need to see. Um, so here, I mean, this was obviously you know worked up in the media quite a bit and um you know this was all the advertising was around you know tony was going to come in and and kind of go a bit crazy and i I enjoyed it when he did but as soon as he kind of figured out that these two people didn't vote for him and it all got a bit too emotional for me quite frankly you know i i um i I like to see um you know the drama i don't really want to see this kind of lovey-dovey stuff um no feelings at all (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I think I'm going to have to be a little bit of a Tony defender. I, I don't know what you guys think of him, but um, you know, I, I think people have been going on why, you know, why was he allowed to go on and on and on like this? So it's like, well, that's not his fault. He was given an opportunity to talk, and so he did. Um, and you know, I think that he's building great drama into the show, and you know, it sucks that Hannah's gone. But I think in terms of the drama for the show, it's better to have Tony still there. So, yeah, I mean, what did you guys? I mean, Perez, what was your your thoughts when you kind of watched? this whole thing play out on Redemption Island? Well, I think at best we can hope for uh, Candace blood versus water <laughs> for for Tony because what an idiot. How, how stupid is he? He, go, he? Who did I say was stupid last week? Was it... D, wasn't it? Mike? I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, D. She was stupid. <laughs> this week it is Tony. He is my stupid. Perez is stupid person Why? of the week. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Tony. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> why would you go and say, oh, this is the dynamics of our group, and I'm going to jump on over to the unknown side that I've got no idea about? Dumb. I liked it for, like, TV and entertainment's sake, but <laughs> as far as, like, strategically, what an idiot. What hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me pull you up there, Perez, because didn't we just have on Redemption Island in the original season, um, dickhead Matt, Matt Elrond, um, you know, go back to his original tribe and then get voted out straight away? Like, oh, he know. was an idiot as well. He was stupid. <laughs> they're, they're stupid and just a different packaging. But did you see the way Salah and Lou were sitting there looking like, you know, here is our aborted baby coming into this arena? <laughs> and then you've got Shannon and Georgia, like, Leaning in, intense, focused, like razor-sharp focus, watching and gathering as much information as they could. Those two, yay, go you two. Those other two, I'm with you, Nick. Like, seriously, pull yourselves together, drink a cup of cement, get over it. I don't understand why Lou was crying like a little bitch. Oh, poor Lou. She needs to harden up. I'll help her harden up. There you whoa, go. Whoa. Calm down again. <laughs> Sorry, that was but, yeah, um, calm down, Ben. Yeah. I mean, apart but, from yeah. um, from apart from Tony having obviously brushed his hair before he got to Redemption Island, which is quite <laughs> nice. Um, I, I think I think probably what this kind of like shows, you know, this is kind of showing that you know actions have consequences, I guess. And um, you know, I, I think probably 
we're going to see more of this. You know, this isn't going to be the last person who rocks up at Redemption Island and is like, well, you know, I'm I'm kind of done with my tribe. You know, once you get voted out, the reality is is that you've got no loyalty to a group that's voted you out. Um, so you're going to take your chances with the other group. You know, it's just. You know, I, I don't think I would be any different in that situation. You know, I think you're gonna you're gonna go wherever you think you're gonna be valued. And um, he's been he's been told in very real terms that he's not valued by his tribe. So of course he's going to take the option to go with the other group. And you know, like you've you've got the the perfect out to turn on your group because they've already turned on you. So you know, Ben, I don't know what your thoughts are if you're with me or if you were you with Perez here, but. Um, be interested to hear. I feel like I'm in the middle as always here. Uh, hashtag smile Tony. Just want to point that out. Seriously. Uh, he hasn't cracked a smile all game. Um, look, it's it's interesting. Like I, Again, I will start off by saying I like Tony. Tony's great. He's a great character. He's very fun to watch. But he's also starting to get a little bit on my nerves with this whole vendetta thing. It's like, dude, you're playing Survivor. You said you were a fan of Survivor. You said, you know, you were likened to Rudy and all this sort of stuff. And it's one thing, like, I get it in a way, like, you form alliances and you form bonds. And, of course, it's still going to hurt, you know, getting voted out. But, like, let's take a look at another Tony from the most recent Game Changers. You know, there's more, you know, larger-than-life character who got, you know, went all in guns blazing, got completely, you know, taken out of the game, episode two in, you know, hashtag spoiler, sorry if you haven't seen it, but, like, he basically then applauded and was like, good move, Sandra, well done, you know, you got me. Um, and it's like, it just, it just kind of, Tony's got this, he's one of these players, it's like, you want to be completely loyal and kind of, you know, alliances mean everything, you never go back on your word, I get that, that's kind of the type of person he is, you know, it's obviously, you know, he's an older man, he's, he's that's been his life, but then he's also wanting to play this game and sort of, you know, talking about targets and all that sort of stuff when he got voted out, so it's kind of like, well, what do you want, Tony? Like, do you want to be pissed off and angry because people backstabbed you, or do you want to play this game? And you kind of, you're just not making up kind of when it comes to it, so that's frustrates me with Tony. Like, at least with Hannah last week, like, when kind of she had that opportunity to speak and kind of turn against people or whatever, she at least was just kind of like, oh, look, no comment. You know, she kind of, like, was, I felt, being more strategic about that. And I kind of agree with Perez, like, straight away, like, oh, you know, I'm going to team up with the other ones if I get in. I mean, again, I think that's dumb. But also, having said that, I can understand your perspective of that too, Nick. Like, I can understand I would be very pissed off, voted out, but I guess I'm going to try and calm it down slightly because, yeah, it just, it just... It was just sort of interesting how it was. I mean, look, I look again. I'm probably jumping ahead here, Nick, but I am so sad Hannah went. Can I just say that I was so devastated that Hannah's gone. Um, I just I Same. can't believe it. Like she was just awesome. And again, I'm not just saying this because I know Hannah's like listened to both our episodes. But Hannah, I love you. You're amazing. I can't wait till we get you on this show to talk to you because you were just such an incredible person. And I'm so sad that you're gone already. Like that is just just heartbreaking. Yeah, and I mean, I'd, I'd totally agree with that, and I, I don't think it was skipping ahead too much because um, I think we've already talked about, you know, this challenge was a bit of a fizzer, really. It wasn't um, wasn't really a huge one for me, um, other than I liked um, Tony's ball-tossing technique towards the end. I thought that was uh, that was pretty good. So, Tony, you toss your balls well. I'm, I'm really impressed. Um, but, yeah, I think um, other than that, yeah, we can definitely talk about it. So, Perez, do you want to talk a little bit about Hannah as well? And I'm sure all three of us are going to be gushing over her. Yeah, I'm bummed it was Hannah. I wish it was Tony, but oh well. <laughs> Soz, babes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very much gushing over her there. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I'll do, I'll do it for you then. So, yeah, no, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, I, I think, as I've kind of said before, I think, you know, she's an awesome piece of casting and she's a unique piece of casting. And um, I, I think the thing is that, you know, she, she hasn't kind of asked for any kind of, you know, she hasn't asked for people to come out and support her. She's kind of just let her action speak for her on the show. Um, and I think, you know, we are losing a whole lot by not having her on the show. Um, it, it really would have been cool to see her stick around. But, you know, unfortunately, that's the way it goes, which is pretty much what she said as well you know her wording was you know somebody's got to go and you know it is what it is type of thing so i think just her whole attitude the way she's gone out with just a ton of class is really cool as well so yeah i mean i i, I definitely love that tony's still here because i think that that's going to add more, more drama and to the game than it would if hannah was still there but um you know she's definitely a huge loss i think for the show and we've only really got the tip of the iceberg and you know um when we come back for Survivor New Zealand, uh, you know, season 31, second chances. She's definitely going to be there, right? <laughs> Hope so. We'll yeah, see you on All Stars first, won't she? Like season eight. Um, can I can I just add, uh, Nick, I don't know, again, I'm sorry I'm jumping here if I'm just chiming in, but can we? Can I talk about Matt for a second? I don't know if you're going to ask anything about Matt or am I just jumping in or... I didn't have anything, I didn't have anything specifically on this challenge, so um, feel free to go I ahead look, and. and uh, this is this is no dig at Matt. I still think he's doing an incredible job. He looks the part. He's amazing. Love him to bits. Um, but just a few things I've really started to notice with him. He really does kind of sound like he's always going for the sound bite every time he talks. Like it's just <laughs> like I'm a bit with like Lou when she's crying. Uh, I, I wrote it down here when it's like Lou's like I cry, and then she starts crying, and then he's like, "I want to give you a few seconds, but why did you cry?" And it's just like, <laughs> and like, and sometimes he like he pauses for dramatic effect, like Lou, you need to pick it up. Like, it's just, <laughs> just the way he does it. Like, it kind of, that usual thing, that sort of stuff, like, generally pisses me off. Like, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there have been plenty of shows where people are just doing it too, obviously. But there's just something about Matt and just the way he, like, watch him when he's in a challenge or a tribal council. Because, like, he starts talking, and as soon as somebody starts, like, answering, he leans in, he's kind of got this head tilt. He's kind of like, oh, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> it's just. Oh, I love this guy. I love him so much. I just wanted to point I out. I like him. I think he's good. He sort of reminds me of, like, Jeff Probst's little brother who's <laughs> finally getting to do what yeah. his big brother was doing. I finally get to be Jeff. Like, the way he snuffs the torches is just like... <laughs> and the overarching the yes. Nick, Nick, yeah. Nick, when you met him, was he like, Nick, what did you enjoy about the show? <laughs> I don't really remember, but you, uh, maybe the problem is, is that he, he didn't have his mic on that day, and then they got him to do like you know voiceover, additional dialogue recording, and um, he just didn't quite nail it that day. Um, I don't know. Um, my my um, whole driver here now is that I want to get one of those hats. His, dr- yes. his trucker hats are so awesome, um, especially that red one. I love the red one, and I want it. So um, Matt, tell me what I need to do to get that hat, and I will do it because it is, it is awesome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I have to say, I'm, I, I didn't really notice those things. He, he just feels like such a natural part of the show yeah. to me. Like, nothing about him kind of, like, stands out to me as being bad, and I think that that's, that's a really good thing. But, yeah, I mean, he definitely, he's got some quirks to him, which I, I really enjoy. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I don't think we would ever see uh, Jeff Probst wear the, the tidy tight pants that that <laughs> What uh, is with those? Like, the, the ones that, and, like, because Jeff always stands up, does he not, when, like, people walk into tribal camp? 
accounts. Like, he's standing there waiting for them, and he sits down as they sit down. Is Matt just lazy? Like, I love you, Matt, but, like, seriously, you're sitting down already. Like, where's the respect for these, you know, <laughs> cast members? Is that, New- <laughs> is that a New Zealand thing? Like, oh, nah, bro, we don't need to stand up for them. Whereas in America, it's like, we will stand up for our contestants. We appreciate them. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, and well, first about the shorts. Just remember, it's about fashion and passion. Yeah. So you know you can't separate the two. And um and 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 secondly of all, um, I don't think you need to stand up um, unless it's um, Exile Island Tribal Council, where like it's a massive cave and you have to stand in the exit, <laughs> otherwise they won't see you. Um, yeah, I used to, it, it's almost like Jeff sometimes call you know kind of calls to them across the the Tribal Council to to come into his lair. <laughs> and uh, Matt obviously is not trying to intimidate people quite so much. Matt, Matt's yet. just like, come on in, guys. I'm Matt. You know, plus Matt's probably a lot taller than Jeff. One thing actually, too, that I also I really wanted to note when it was raining. Did you notice they all had raincoats? This is very Borneo Australian yeah, yeah, outback. There's, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of clothes on this season. Like they seem to have like a new wardrobe like almost every episode. It's yeah. really weird. Um, yeah, and they had. Well, yeah, well, like, like it's it's weird seeing that because I think there are, have been some seasons of the US one where they're sort of they do have a few things like that, but you never see them using them. Like it's kind of like, oh, you'll never see them using kind of their medical kits that they've got. But yeah, they're, like they're so brazen with that, aren't they? It's like let's just show us spraying each other, and and then also like nails. They get nails. It was when did we see this happen? <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's not forget that there was um there there was definitely um. No, it might not have been bug spray. It might have been sunscreen in the very first um, season of Survivor because, you know, that was obviously... Rich the, and Rudy. Um, yeah, the Rich and Rudy, uh, not in yeah. a homosexual way. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was that was definitely all started with sunscreen application. So, yeah, let's not forget that. But I think probably the difference is that on the American version, they kind of put it in like, you know, it's like a, a funky kind of like, you know, case that looks like it belongs on an island, whereas we just like chuck it out there in the bottle that it came in, you know, like just heat. <laughs> you know, Here's your spray. Talent, why not? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and um, yeah, and uh, so I think that that's probably just a little bit of a difference between the Kiwi things. And um, what was the other thing you were just talking about, Ben? I forgot. Raincoats. Um, yeah, yeah. Or no, na- nails. Like no, sorry, every- nails. Which was which one? Oh, yeah. Well, well, well I mean, yeah. Well, you've got nails on on you know, so on the original Redemption Island, they got a big a big toolkit because you know, of course, Boston Rob is a, a builder, so we've got to give him everything to build a massive shelter so he will never get voted off. Um, you know, so you have seen it from time to time on Survivor, and I think probably that's a little bit of something to do with this location because I know that um, I've heard some stuff from people that were on, um, I think, Worlds Apart, that um, production actually went and like chucked bamboo in the in the jungle for them because it actually wasn't enough to build their shelter. So I think part of it is that there actually just isn't enough stuff on this location to build a shelter like you probably could on you know, any of the other seasons that are set on an island. It's just a little bit of the terrain, I think, more than anything else. So I, I could be wrong about that, but that's kind of what, I, what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, so I think that probably kind of wraps us up with that, that first episode, unless we've got any other thoughts. You know, we get the, you know, I think it's really interesting that we we kind of end the episode, apart from Tony's little bit at the end, kind of as we're leaving Redemption Island, we kind of get quite a bit of talk from Shannon, which I think is, is weird. You know, that seems to be like an odd because place to kind of amazed. go for the final. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm getting some good vibes out of her. I mean, maybe I'm just crazy, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of liking liking Shannon. I think there might be something to that. So we'll just have to keep watching and, and see where that leads. Um, but yeah, not, so I guess. Do you not find up, her way of speaking annoying? <laughs> Why, Perez? Why? <laughs> because she just pronounces everything so clearly it's just so artificial sounding it kind of bothers me 
he's a zookeeper, <laughs> come this way to see the koalas. There's no koalas. In the zoo, you have koalas in your zoos, wouldn't you? No, I don't think so. What's wrong with you? They're amazing animals. Come on. Yeah. Come see the kiwi. Oh, it's at night. It doesn't do anything. We've got some drop beers, though. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're Australian, mate. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, um, I don't really have anything else to add to this episode. We can kind of move on to the next one, I think. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we kind of come... And this is weird. Like, I think think I even tweeted about this, that it's quite jarring. You kind of, like, start the episode, like, in the middle of the day, coming back from Redemption Island. You know, it's just weird. Like, you're so used to a Survivor episode starting at night, come back from Tribal Council, you know, and it's just kind of a weird place to start. I mean, Perez, did you kind of find that? I, I thought it was odd, but I thought it, it worked for where we'd left off. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Ben? Look, I I honestly probably didn't really pay that much attention to it, so um, not particularly. I guess it's just kind of the style that we're, we're seeing with Survivor New Zealand, really. It's kind of, I think it fits in with that. I mean, if it was an American one, yeah, probably I would be like, holy fuck, this isn't right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just guess I kind of didn't really pay too much attention to that part. Um, I do like that in, in these early exchanges in the, this episode. I'm not entirely sure who said it, but um, there was a harden up, which I don't think you'd get on a on a US version that somebody got told to harden up. Um, I don't know. Was that something that you'd get on the Aussie Survivor Ben? I didn't watch oh, enough of it. Of course it you would. Even. You would get a few more expletives. I think one of them said "tough shit" at one point. But um, you know, if this was the Australian <laughs> one, it would have been like "harden the fuck up." You c word. I won't say that at least, but um, <laughs> that's that's the Australian version for you. <laughs> And then, and then and then chug a can of Fosters and yeah. smash it on your head and yeah. eat a jar of Vegemite. Ah, exactly. What was, <laughs> yeah. what was the, um, maybe, am I jumping ahead here, but was it, um, no, it wasn't. This is what Tony was saying, it wasn't he, when he was like, it's not the New Zealand way to to backstab or whatever he says or like and when this, New Zealanders don't like backstabbing yeah or something along those lines just the way he described that I'm thinking like wow New Zealanders really hate Australians the fact that we always like are like oh Russell Crowe what a great New Zealander we're stealing him he's ours <laughs> like, there was something when on TV I saw it they were advertising the last Australian survivor and it said uh, no, that advertising went something like nobody lies, cheats, manipulates, steals like Australians. <laughs> Australia. I was like, that's funny. Wow, wow, <laughs> that is good. But I think that that's a real thing, eh? Like, I, and I mean, it was one of my big concerns about the show is that the Kiwi audiences wouldn't get it because such a big part of this has been, you know manipulative and deceptive and all that kind of stuff that I think people won't get. And I think they've got a good cast here that, you know, even when they do have to do that stuff, they clearly feel bad about it, at least in the early going. So, you know, my my concerns have have kind of been allayed because of what I've seen on the show so far um, from this cast. So I don't think that's as much of an issue, but I definitely think Tony's onto something there. You know, it's it's definitely something I have been thinking about. Um, and, you know, and certainly for his kind of generation, I think, as well, that you can kind of expect that a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think there's something to that. But uh, we kind of start this, this episode a little bit once we get past the credits with this whole birthday cake thing. I don't know what you guys kind of thought of that, um, you know, that we're we're – 
barely a week into the show and these guys are already missing their families and this is something I don't think is going to go over all that well with the Kiwi audiences I think they're going to be like well it's a week just deal with it <laughs> um, and I think that you know missing family and all that is such a big part of the American one you know missing home and, and all that kind of thing and I think it just kind of cuts to like we as people that have never been on the show will never really understand it you know it is it's one of those things where you're so immersed in this experience that you know everything is about this experience that you have so much downtime. You're thinking about family, and I mean, Prez, you know, did you kind of buy this stuff when we were going on about you know this this whole sand birthday cake and stuff? Was it something that you were kind of like digging, or were you just like let's move on? I was like, this is stupid. It's like, has it even been a week that you've been away and you're already crying about your child, Sulla? Harden up, man. I thought it was dumb, but I'm even on the American version when they have the family loved one visits and they all start crying. I'm like, give me a break, man. Come on. Where is the dignity here? This is just embarrassing. I thought it was stupid, but I like that Izzy made it for him. But poor Izzy, that was what I thought about it. I thought it sucked, and poor Izzy. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting because we'll definitely have a bit of a discussion about that going forwards because, I mean, Izzy obviously seems like the obvious vote in terms of um, weakness and things like that, but I'm I'm not sure that she got the you know the best treatment from the editors in terms of explaining exactly why. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, to kind of talking that through as we as we go through this episode a little bit. But, um, I mean, Ben, going back to your thing, I mean, you said this is a better episode than the first one, but there is a lot of stuff that kind of, like, carries on from the last episode into this one before we get to the challenge i mean what are you kind of highlights from the stuff the pre-challenge stuff in this episode is is there because i think it can almost be captured in you know kind of two or three sentences really i'm just i'm just bemused at how heartless new zealanders are i mean fuck you like they, they love their family i was crying at that like poor sally misses his kid um, I mean, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Can I just point that out? Um, maybe we've just discovered the key differences between, you know, New Zealanders don't like being big-stibbed. Um, but you've got, like, no emotions. So, it was day six. What day, what day was six. it, Perez? What day? <laughs> S-I-X. <laughs> you dug yourself a hole there, my friend. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but, um, I thought it was sweet. Maybe just I just love Sala, but I, I yeah. I mean, I think I touched on it before, didn't I? With I like the whole Jack pooping scene. That was funny. Um, and was this, yeah, was this... and I think one of the scenes we actually we actually forgot a scene that was really funny from the first episode, which I've just realised, which was the whole you know Sala taking his, his uh, oh, pants new, off and running around. Movie, yeah, was this was this also the yeah. bit where Lee was they like try to catch the puffer fish, and they're like, oh no, that's that's yeah, poisonous yeah. brew. Is there any kind of foreshadowing to, um, you know, Lee stabs a puffer fish in the back? I mean, um, yeah. I, I, I look, I I look, if this was an American one, I would say yes. Given that the editing's been all over the place, I'd, I would say yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, let's, let's just remember that Uzi was, uh, you know, crawled around sick and dying like, what, a week ago, and yet now she gets voted out. That was just, if you think about that, was that what was that for? So it's kind of like... Yeah, yeah, I I don't think that was uh, foreshadowing at all. Well, hasn't um hasn't Izzy um already played four times on Survivor? Why is she now getting a fifth shot? Um, oh no, sorry, that's Aussie. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that, so, so, I was wondering where you're going so with ben, that. <laughs> uh, so, so Ben, is uh, um, Mallow Puffs a thing in Australia? Did you know what that reference was? Did did say that again? I didn't hear the what puffs. 
a mellow time. So they in, in Australia, did you get the reference? No, when I, I don't naked? even think I was paying attention at that point. I have no idea what a mellow puff is. Right. So, oh, so is this I, the same I, as thingy or whatever the hell it was last week? Or no, <laughs> no a mellow puff is delicious. Well, they were delicious. I haven't had one in years. Yeah. Well, a, a sailor's mellow puff's delicious as well. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, come on now. Yes. I reckon sailor's yes. pretty attractive. Uh, a mellow puff, Ben, it's like a biscuit, like a wine biscuit with a marshmallow on top of it, then coated in chocolate. Yum. Right. That sounds healthy. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. That's great. Look, look. I would take your word on this delicious for because I mean for everything a, that um, Nick introduced me to was delicious. So yeah. Well, I think um, you know, for a um, a, a, a islander dude, um, his butt may resemble a couple of mallow puffs. So it was probably um, a, a pretty good thing to, to be oh, pointing out. Oh, yeah. Nick sent me a picture. Uh, of that. I've <laughs> seen. We've got we've got versions of that. Um, I don't remember what they're called. Of course, here. like the, the famous. The, the famous thing here, which I'm I'm gutted that they didn't actually use it, was obviously that the slogan for Mallow Puffs is "Have you done enough for a Mallow Puff?" And <laughs> nobody asked if they'd done enough for Salah's Mallow Puffs. Get, um, <laughs> so that, that's a real I just want to add, I love the fact that they're made by Griffins, Griffins, because I've got a friend who he always does his New Zealand accent, and he always utters the sentence, "Oh yeah, bro, let's have a Griffins biscuit with a Thunmont filling." Um, so, <laughs> I actually think I remember when I was at your house, Nick. I remember seeing you had some Griffin's biscuits, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" Uh, so, stop getting me talking about all New right, Zealand well, pronunciation, all right? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you get yourself in trouble, let's let's just move on about from that. Numbers. But um, yeah, I mean. I mean, um, you know, is there, is there anything else? I'm just like, uh, it sounds bad, but, you know, like, what else do we need to talk about in terms of this before the, before the uh, immunity I challenge? Think I think Shannon and George and not, not disclosing the information was a pretty big deal. I think that's kind of going back, Perez was mentioning before about them. I, like, I, I guess they're, they're playing very strong games, um, and I think that was, that was a good idea that they went back and kind of just, you know, were very blasé, weren't they, about what they told their camp. Whereas on the other side of things, it's like, you know, Lou and Sala basically, you know, just went into scene-by-scene detail. So I think that shows the differences, too, uh, between the tribes. Um, that I think Hermosa's got a few more game players on it, for sure. Yeah, you kind of feel like when these two tribes either, either merge or swap, that the Hermosa guys are just going to eat the, the Mogaton guys alive, because eh? they just they seem to have it all over them. I mean, even even I think the stronger players on the, the Mogaton tribe, you know, kind of like your, your, um, your Lou's and, um, and your Arby's and, and those types, you know, I think, you know, and we saw a little scene between them as well. But, I, I you know, I kind of just think that they're probably not going to survive too much longer because the Hamosa guys are, are going to eat them up. But having said that, there's also that possibility that um, the Hamosa guys try and, you know, do a bit of a, a galoo or a timbera and kind of like eat each other alive and just leave the, this orange tribe to kind of just pick up the pieces afterwards. So that's possible as well, I guess. But, um, yeah, I guess probably one of the one of the fun scenes that I really enjoyed was um, with Jack talking about the, um, you know, who's had a dump in the first. <laughs> week and that kind of thing i mean just the idea of not having done seven days is you know enough to put me off going on survivor i don't know about you um perez but uh, yeah i mean w- would you be upset if you didn't have a dump for seven days well I'd, I'd expect to be like a couple of kilos lighter if i had to go a week without going number two 
but I could handle it to be on Survivor. But I just want to add in, are, you, are either of you surprised that we've heard no mention of, like, hidden immunity idols and nobody running yeah, I around that. for one? I noted that down. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Is this, is this something that they're just not in the game? Is, was it announced that they were in the game? I, I don't know. I don't know. No idea. I don't even know if they are in it. I kind of wonder if maybe it might be something that we get after the merge. Like, it's probably maybe a little bit too much with having Redemption Island and, you know, everything else that we've got going on, that kind of chucking that in as well is maybe not the best idea. So, you know, once people have got an idea, because I'm always thinking of this Kiwi audience, which I'm kind of thinking of Survivor Virgins for the most part. And, you know, like, I'm just thinking that they just, it would just be too much for them, you know. So I think maybe once they've got their heads around how this game works, it might be a a merge thing. Um, Yeah. One of the things I did note was, um, you know, we as we're coming up to this immunity challenge and, you know, we get the tree mail, which is awesome. But I do love that it's like, it's typed. It's not <laughs> like, you know, like we kind of see the American. Like, How small you know, is like that font for the size of the paper too? Like, I mean, use like size 40 to 8 or something, not like font size 12. <laughs> yeah, it's tiny. It's And, and every single one it starts off with, Immunity challenge invitation, redemption island invitation. You know, it's like. <laughs> well, going back well, to hidden immunity items, I wouldn't. I would think it would be maybe at the merge point that they would give like one clue to the person who comes back from Redemption Island. And I think because I think if we are going to see hidden immunity idols this season, I think there will only be one. Yeah, no, I, t- I kind of agree with that. I think we're probably not going to see that what we've got on the American one um, kind of going on. So, yeah, I mean, let's talk about this um, immunity challenge because it is it is good fun. I did enjoy this challenge. Um, one of the things I especially li- liked was, uh, you know, when the um, immunity thingy gets handed back over um, and it's got its own little pedestal. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's little NZ logos yeah, going all around that. the, the yeah. side. Of the- yeah. Yep, nice little touch there, which I, I really enjoyed. Um, but obviously, yeah, we get into this challenge, which is the first time we've seen in um, in uh, token chains, right? And um, then we've seen it a number of times since then. And and obviously, this is a little bit different in, in terms of it being a, a tribal challenge. Um, the one thing I didn't like about it was that um, when we saw this as a tribe challenge in heroes versus villains, like they were kind of matched up against each other. So it might be, you know, like Georgia versus Lou, and whoever drops out first, you know, well, whoever lasts the longest out of those two wins a point for their team. Um, yeah. Because because otherwise this is just like a completely pointless challenge. You might as well just put two people up, and then whoever you know whoever lasts out wins for their entire team. Like it, there isn't a lot of point in having, except for kind of like I guess the the kind of advantage in your own mind about oh well we we've still got three and they've only got one. But to me, I think the challenge is more effective when it's kind of like you know you're one on one with somebody else. I mean, I don't Ben, do you kind of agree with that or not? Yeah, and plus we miss the uh, iconic "Hey Colby" from Jerry in uh, here. <laughs> I just had to point out. There. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really think about that to be absolutely honest with you. Um, I I think that could have worked. I mean, I think it was kind of fairly even though in the end though with this wasn't it. Maybe they they felt they didn't need to because you know look at the people who who sat out. You know, so I think they're all kind of those tall, slender, thin people, you know, like those bastards who are thin. Um, I think it kind of came down to to that, really. So maybe if they had used this earlier and someone like Sala was up there and, and um, you know, uh, Nate or something like that, they might have had to mo- make it more matched up. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it worked well enough the way it was, was already. When was the last time... Oh, go on, go on. No, no, I was just going to make a quick point that I like that 
so far the only thing Nate has done in any challenges in this entire game is um, stand there with a blindfold on and um, lift a pedestal up and down. <laughs> like that's literally all he's done. He sat out of two other challenges so far. So poor old Nate, he hasn't really had a whole lot of chance to, to show what he's got in the challenges so far. But uh, sorry, Prezi, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask, when was the last time that they had that challenge on Survivor? It wasn't Heroes vs. Villains. It wasn't that long ago, was it? Oh. No, they've definitely then, but um, I couldn't tell you exactly when. I mean, I know it's been one of the. It's actually been one of the Redemption Island jewels. I know that they did this. This was the one that got Matt back in the game because there was the whole big thing about you know he had bandage on his foot and stuff, and that gave him extra mm. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I do remember that happening. But um, yeah, this one actually felt a little bit different from the American ones in terms of where they could put their hands and stuff because I don't know, or, did it, or were they just using a different technique? Because these guys kind of looked really weird standing in there, like just the way they were kind of framed up against the the. The walls, I don't know, just look kind of odd. I think that would be maybe because when we've seen it on the American version, it's always shot lower looking up at them. With this one, it sort of looked like they were on level with everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They kind of got a little bit of kind of down the dog from some of them, which was a bit (laughs) awkward, but... um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they all get to that final pedestal, don't they? Before nobody falls before then. So, yeah, it kind of all just comes down to that last one. And um, you know, one of the things I was actually really impressed with, and you know, I, I, I love how much uh, Perez likes to give Mike his credit. But you know, Mike being a big guy, you would expect him to be somebody that would fall out of this challenge pretty quickly. But because normally this is the one where the the women, you know, the smaller women, just kind of stand there forever and win out. Um, yeah. But you know, Mike Mike was right there at the end. He was still in the challenge. Um, so, you yeah, know, that was a lot of fun. And I think probably one of the, the big kind of morale killers for, for Mogaton was, you know, Arby goes out really early, a lot earlier than he expected. And I think it wasn't even like an endurance thing. He kind of just, you know, he kind of just fell, just made a bit of a mistake and fell. And, um, you know, I think that was a bit of a killer for him. And we got, um, and we got Matt's I mean, great line there. Sorry to interrupt where he, you know, we're right at the end of it. And Arby, what happened with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so I mean, and you, you kind of start to see these people fall out, and it's you know, unsurprisingly, it's kind of the most of the guys kind of go first. I think it's kind of is it Tom that goes next, or Lee, or somebody like that goes next, um, and then obviously kind of Izzy goes and, and has almost a bit of a coach moment, which kind of falls down, and you know, it's not quite as dramatic as coach, of course, nobody's <laughs> ever as dramatic as coach, but um, yeah, she kind of goes out and, and doesn't look too great, but you know, these women all look like they're, they're holding on pretty well, and, and obviously we kind of finish out with is there three of the 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 Hermosa guys left um, against Lua, or is it two? Or? I thought there was only... It was, it was Georgia and Mike, wasn't it? No. Oh, okay, so um, so Shannon was gone by that point. Shannon was the one that... Well, I, can't, I can't remember if it was Shannon or Georgia, one of them. She was so excited yeah. to get eliminated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, I think probably like when we start talking about who gets voted off and stuff, I think it's kind of important that you know Tom kind of hangs in there for quite a long time. And, you know, that becomes quite important for him, I think, later on when they're talking about tribe strength and stuff, that, you know, he's not one of the first to go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think even though she ends up being the loser in this, I think we've got to point out that, you know, Lou does an incredible job, really, eh, in terms of, you know, I, I know Perez, you're obviously not a fan, but I think I think being an eye out number oh. and you hear that we definitely aren't fans. And, yeah, I mean, she does an awesome job for somebody who's Little you know, 18, 19. Yeah. yeah, she did good. Not good enough. But you did good. What was um what was Matt's line there when um he's asking about like uh are you in pain? And he's like, Oh, Louisa with a good bit of country honesty there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
No, that's not country, honestly. It's like, are you in pain? Yeah, of course I'm in fucking pain, you stupid <laughs> prick. You know, that, that's country. That's, country, the, that's country. the Australian answer. What the fuck do you yeah, think, yeah. mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just also, can I, I'll chime in really quickly. This challenge was last used in the US one. I just found out. It's called Chimney Sweep, apparently. Uh, yeah, you're right, uh, Nick. Redemption Island hasn't been used since then, so it's only been used on Redemption Island, Heroes, Villains, Token Chains, and Fiji. <laughs> Oh, so it's using Fiji. Okay, I forgot. Completely forgot about. Yeah, man. There you go. Yeah, man. Won it. Well, okay. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That it took them that long to bring it. Oh, well, I suppose in three years. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I mean, we we get down to the end of this. Do you think this is a challenge that's harder when it's raining? Like, oh, I, I mean, you assume, it is. you assume it is, but at the same time, it's kind of like they kind of. Oh well, I guess probably. Like the one thing I noticed was that they're kind of like slipping with their arms a whole lot. Yeah. So and I gee, think gee, Matt got. Like I thought, like, I didn't realize it was raining at first because then I was like, oh, "Gee, Matt's sweaty," <laughs> but then it's like, "Oh, it's raining, right?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, you know. It's taken a week before we've got some rain, so you know that's going to change the game as well. When you've got people that are, you know, having to deal with with terrible weather and all that kind of stuff, it changes the game a little bit too. But um, yeah, pretty epic finish to this challenge. And obviously, Hermosa hang on and win it. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're heading back to Tribal Council with Mogaton again, and. Um, you know, I don't know how many of you guys called this, but you know, I did. I, I definitely called this because you know, whatever quote we got from somebody was like, "We're not even thinking about tribal council because we're not going to go there." It's like, yeah, you're definitely going yeah. there after saying that. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we kind of we kind of get this, and yeah, like Ben, you make that point about that weird little scene where it seems to be a, a thing that we're doing where we're going to go back and check in with the winners um, after the challenge, which is not something you get in the American version. I mean, do you think it adds anything? No, not at all. I don't think it adds it. Like, again, <laughs> besides the, the humor from, uh, Jack, like it just doesn't, it just, it, I don't know. It just, it kind of just took you away from it. And I just don't see the point of it. It added an extra two, three minutes to the episode. Um, and yeah, I just think that if they're so heavy on showing people's thoughts on votes and, and alliances and strategy, like this is the time to do it, not just show random, like, Hey, haha, maybe they should all just live on Redemption Island. So yeah, I, I don't think it added anything at all. Yeah. Briz, anything to add on that? No, I agree with you, Ben. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, it's, um, I think there are times where it's important, like, you know, next week if, if Mogaton did win, you'd kind of want that little scene of them, like, celebrating with this win or whatever, but generally speaking, it's not something I think you need to check in with every week to, to kind of see. So, yeah, we kind of head back to, to Mogaton and, and get into the, the real deal here where, uh, I mean, I, I still don't really think we got a really, really good understanding of why it ended up being Izzy, because kind of like, as Ben, as you were saying earlier, right, it's like kind of everyone's name gets kind of chucked under the bus at some point, and it, it's really weird to me that we, I mean, in one way, it's not, because it's totally logical that, you know, that Izzy went because she's, you know, the weakest one, she kind of had a, a medical situation last week, Um so it kind of makes sense that she's the one to go here, but at the same time, I kind of feel like this could have been an opportunity to kind of take somebody else who might be a trick down the road. I mean, do you think that they should have been thinking about that, or is it kind of the right choice for them, do you think? That was Ben, by the way. Oh, sorry. Hi. Yes, I'm Ben. Uh, pleased to meet you. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I thought it was random. I kind of, like, the way they kind of went about it, it was just... I, I honestly to- I thought Tom was going, just with kind of a lot of the confessionals that Tom was getting. Um, and just the things he was saying, I for sure thought Tom was, was going and it just, it just seemed to come out of nowhere. It just, I, I agree with you. We just didn't seem to get as much substance behind it. It was kind of like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like, oh, by the way, Izzy's going. And then I was like, 
okay. And then even when they kind of, you know, do the whole red herring about like, oh, I'm not going to vote for her. You know, we obviously got, uh, you know, Tom saying it. Then we had Shay saying it. Tom ultimately ended up voting for her, did he not? So it was kind of, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just, this is kind of, again, my issue with these episodes. It's just, we get so much to it. There's so long, there's so many scenes of camp life and all this sort of stuff. And we still don't feel satisfied or, I guess, knowledgeable about why this person has gone home. I just, you know, again, a criticism of mine of the Australian season last year was, again, it was just, it was wasted. There was too much. But I still feel at least we got some substance as to why people were voted out. And, again, look, you can put this down to it's still very early days of Survivor New Zealand. They're still working around, you know, the teething problems and that. But... I don't know. I just feel for such long episodes, the fact that we kind of feel cheated in a way, like, well, why the hell did Izzy go? Uh, it just feels a bit weird. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, <clears throat> I thought the strategizing around getting Izzy out sort of seemed... The whole Mogaton tribe sort of seemed like Targi tribe, minus the huge characters of that tribe. I thought it, it sort of... It sort of seemed, I don't know how to explain it, it was just strange, but I thought it was going to be Izzy, I just thought it was going to be her, but then did I hallucinate or did Tom chirp up at some point and say, can we get Shay out? They did put her name out. Yeah, Tom did say it, yep. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't go for that, especially Tom when he knows that Shay is out to get him, I would have... Pulled in, if I was Tom, I would have pulled in Izzy and campaigned to get Shay out. So I thought uh, taking out Izzy was the easy, lazy vote. Look, I think if I'm going to jump in here and kind of maybe try and explain it, I think probably the first thing I'd say is that there is way too much time between the immunity challenge and tribal council. So the problem is, is that there's so much space to fill there that you kind of have to go backwards and forwards. Like if, if you kind of like have this whole thing, it's like, right, here are the three people. There's only so many people you can talk to and shape that story. So I think just time was, there was too much time to try and tell that story. Um, if I'm going to go into the next level, I think, I think both Shay and Tom were really keen to take each other out. But in a situation where you've got six people, How it's many? actually really hard because you <laughs> Shut up, Ben. Um, <laughs> you, I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make a serious point. Sorry, here. sorry. Um, but, you, but but you need. You kind of need four, and that's really hard. You know, like it's actually really hard to pull in four people. Um, so I just think that both of them actually wanted to do that, but just didn't actually have the numbers either way. And so it was almost a consensus vote of like, right, we both know that we're coming for each other. We're going to take out Izzy and, and hope that we've got the numbers to do what we need to do next time. Um, but we just don't have the numbers to try and do it this time. So I think, I think Izzy was kind of just like a, a vote that they were like, well, we need to keep our strength, um, you know, and at the end of the day we can kind of deal with these issues later but you know if we if we keep Izzy here then we might keep on losing and you know, we don't want to do that yeah um and i think you know we're seeing we've seen a lot of scenes from rv about i'm um, you know i'm prepared to vote tom off if i have to and i've got to think those aren't the they're there for a reason you know that he is actually going to pull the trigger on that at some point and so yeah. it totally surprised me if we get to next week and you know you've got um it could almost be a complete unanimous vote against Tom next week because you could end up with a situation where, you know, you've got Lou and, and um, Shay working together. They pull um, 
uh, Salah over, and then Arby's like, well, I've really got no choice. I've got to vote Tom off. He's gone, you know. And so it could be as simple as that next week. Um, you know, if I'm Shay, I'm quite happy with this outcome because I think Tom's not in a great position. It doesn't feel like Tom's got a lot of allies going forward. So I think it's probably, yeah, I would like to do this, but I've got to make the more sensible move. So why? I'm, I'm going to give Shay the credit here. Why, why does Shay then vote Lou? I don't understand her thought behind it. Like, she doesn't want to get her hands dirty, I guess, in, in kind of going along with the easy vote. Fair enough. But why vote for Lou? She's, like, your closest yeah. ally. Like, why not throw that vote to Arvi or throw that vote to, to Salah? Like, I just don't get um, her logic behind the, the Lou vote. I think there might yeah. be the arrogance about her. I think going and voting for Arvi, that might put tension on an already questionable relationship that she'd have with him i could see why she would i can see why she would have voted for lou thinking oh she's my friend she won't mind she's not going home this vote won't mean anything but i don't think it was smart of her to do that yeah i agree yeah it's an interesting one um but i think if, the, if i'm going to try and can it up i think that to me that is the most logical thing that we've got going on here when we look back at it that that's probably why we've got to where we've got to i mean do you guys have anything else you wanted to add in before we kind of get to the tribal council there i don't no no cool okay, oh yeah yeah know. i don't understand why Avi told basically went and told uh izzy that it was going to be her and that sort of confused me. I thought that was stupid. You don't tell the person who's getting voted off that they're getting voted off. That's like survivor basic. Well, I think there's probably, to me, that kind of felt like there was a scene that we didn't get because I think, you know, to me it's quite possible that there's a scene where everybody's kind of got together and gone, right, let's just agree that, you know, the, the unanimous decision here is going to be easy. Let's just accept that. Um, and I think there might have been a scene like that. And obviously you can't show that one because it just completely undercuts the, the whole you know, the, the dramatic tension of the show. So I think maybe we did see that. Um, and then Arby thinks he's going to be like, you know, this gentleman and go and tell her. And I've always said in Survivor, like, there's a time to lie and there's a time to be honest. And, you know, sometimes if somebody's absolutely got no no way of getting out, then it, sometimes it's um, preferable to actually tell them, um, especially if they're going to be a jury member that might vote for you. You know, there is, there is times where I think it does pay to be honest. Um, and so I think Arby's probably just trying to hedge his bets. I think he's probably just trying to, you know, stick with the group, but also be honest with Izzy on her way out the door. And yeah, it's not the smartest thing in the world to do. Um, but I think he's probably just tr just trying to be nice more than anything else. I don't know, Finn, if you've got anything to add to that. No, no, I've got nothing, Dad. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> I, I look, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't really. I, I see, I see your point. Like I, I've kind of never been on the mindset of never tell somebody you're voting for i think there yeah i agree with you there are times you can tell a person that you're voting for them um and it can work to your advantage but um yeah i i, I think probably the other thing too is that we uh we're probably overanalyzing the situation this is tribal council number two for these guys and yeah. you know there is there is only only so many places to hide and ultimately you know the in the first 10 days this game can be very quickly come down to who's a, who's a weakness and who's going to end up costing me you know i don't want to come back here and what's the simplest way to make sure i don't come back here well i vote off the weakest person so you know sometimes i think we just you know because we're super nerds and we analyze this <laughs> stuff to death that we're probably just looking for stuff that isn't there sometimes as well but hey that's what we're going to do get used to it um so yeah we get into this tribal council and you know obviously matt's not he's not standing for nobody um <laughs> And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean um, Fraser, is there any highlights on this, this tribal council for you that you want to get into? I think there's a, there's a few moments that I'm really into, but I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to say. Oh, come back to me. I'll go second. Okay. What about you, Ben? Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued to hear what you think of the, the more. I mean, maybe I just zoned out. I wasn't sure. Um, but Well, I think probably one of the things that I really picked up on was that um, I thought Izzy knew she was going. Like, yeah, to me, I kind of felt that, you know, from, from the speech that she gave, she knew that it was her. Um, and, you know, yeah. I think that her, her whole speech I thought was really quite powerful about there's a reason to keep me and this is a good reason to keep me and these people aren't trustworthy and, you know, you I am a trustworthy person and, and all that kind of thing. Um, but it, it totally came across to me that she had been told by everybody by that point that she was going, that it wasn't, this was not a blindside, like she knew she was going. And that was definitely the impression I got. Yeah, well, that was the only thing I really take away from that tribal council. She gave like good reasoning as to why she should be spared, but it came across very defeated. Yeah, I think probably the other thing too is like you know picking up on Tom, um, and you know we're getting some some classic kind of like when every time he talks on this tribal council, like Shayla's like rolling her eyes like crazy, you know, like it's really funny. Um, but you know, um, I think like Tom, to his credit, he's not arrogant in terms of he knows he's in trouble, and that's yeah. quite interesting. And you know, like I think sometimes you get people like Tom who you know, and maybe not connecting with everyone really well, but they think they are. And I think one thing Tom's really got going in his favour is that he is pretty self-aware. Like, I think he understands he's in a bit of trouble here, that he's maybe not connecting with people as he wanted to. And, um, you know, I think that's quite an interesting little subplot. As to, uh, you know, to to me, Tom's probably the most the person I'm most interested in following here because, you know, I, I just I, I can't make out what the, where this is going, like what the end of the story is going to be for Tom. Um, and so I'm really, really intrigued as to where we, we finish with him. Um, and again, I thought, you know, like Lou gave another really kind of solid performance at Tribal Council. Um, you know, I, th- I think Matt's uh, hasn't quite got the Jeff thing yet of absolutely drilling them for information, but I think he is getting better. He gave away the merge too, did he not? Like, I, I guess it's Survivor, we know there's going to be a merge, but I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's interesting that he was like, you know, there will be a merge coming. Like, it's like, well, maybe they didn't, Matt. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of, I just found it intriguing the way he did that. Again, very old school vibes. Like, you know, I guess he didn't call it merger like they did back in the day. But, um, yeah, I just found that kind of interesting how he just said that flat out. Yeah, and the other thing about him is, well, with what you were saying, Nick, about uh, Shay rolling her eyes, it's, Whenever you see somebody doing that, like Courtney Yanks rolling her eyes, Jeff is immediately, Courtney, your eyes are rolling. <laughs> it, it showed so much like reaction shots of Shay, and Matt never mentioned it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of think that we're getting a little bit too far in again here. You know, it's day eight or whatever it is, and we're talking about the merge. Like, can we just, let's just chill here for a moment. You know, like, it's still, it's still early game, and... We don't need to be thinking about the merge all that much. And, you know, I did really like the, you know, I think I tried to comment on that a little bit around Matt where he's talking about, you know, that these guys are in trouble and, you know, if they go down and go the merge down in numbers, then that's going to be a problem. But, you know, as as we know, it's just as common for, you know, if a tribe hasn't been tested at tribal council, then sometimes things can go really wrong. And, you know, I think seen that a lot is that going to lots of tribal councils, actually, it's almost like battle hardening. Yeah. You know, like it gets you prepared to go into the merge. Um, we got that so rugby think, line, you know, didn't different... we, from, was it Salah who said the more rugby teams need to lose a few games before, you know, typical Kiwi, you've got to mention rugby, but, like, it was, yeah, it was a good line that he said at that point where he's like, you look, sometimes rugby teams have to lose to work out how they're going to move forward and then they start winning. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think that that's, you know, it's all quite interesting stuff. And obviously we get to the vote. And I think one of the things that's still bothering me is this whole voting thing. Like, <laughs> the music's a little bit off. Um, I, I find it really weird how, like, the, the urn is so big and yes. it kind of gets in the way of, like, when they put up their, their, their cards. Like, it's it's just quite, the placement's quite odd. I don't know why that urn has to be so massive. Like, it is huge. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, like I said, I hope somebody's not compensated for something with such a massive urn. Um, well, I think yeah, with the urn, though, not I think it, it's, it looks like it's at, around chest level when they come up to it. I think with the American version, it's at hip level, so it looks a yeah. bit odd. Yeah, yeah, and I think kind of some of the shorter ones, you know, they kind of actually have to hold their votes up real high to get it over the top um, or hold yeah. it. Right up to the side but even kind of like the way they vote and kind of like the slow motion is kind of weird like that is the real jarring thing that is a bit different from from the american one i think is this whole the voting process itself just feels a little bit different maybe it's, it's compensated like maybe a lot in the u.s version because jeff Probst is so short they have to use small props whereas now these are just normal size props yeah. <laughs> good point you know, i hadn't thought about that yeah but no so we, we we obviously we kind of get into this vote and, and it's uh, it ends up being um so what is it? A four two one vote? Three two one. No, three two, three two one. Thanks. Yeah, three two one vote. And um, and Izzy is is sent off to uh, Redemption Island. So yeah, I mean, like I say, I think she got a little bit shortchanged. Um, but I think probably the reason behind that was, like I say, I think she knew she was going. And you know, I think that it's always a little bit harder when you know for sure that that you're going to kind of edit around that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of my feelings about it a little bit. I don't know if either of you guys have got anything to kind of add into that. Hannah was robbed. Oh, no. Let's just say, you know, Hannah voted for Easy in that first one. Should have been Easy first. Hannah should still be in the game. Come on now. Hashtag Hannah was robbed. Yeah, and I think it's definitely disappointing because we probably lost somebody that we were going to lose early anyway. And that's no disrespect to Izzy. I think probably just the the physical side of the game was was probably against her from the start. Um, and yeah, we we we're kind of in a position. I think we would have been a minus Hannah, which is a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, agree. And I think I, I just want I just want I just want to add one thing is that um, with that Redemption Island thing, I was a little bit spoiled, and I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but um, in kind of the opening credits for Tony, you actually see him kind of like digging underneath something, you know, digging in the sand and stuff like that. And when you see the, the kind of next time scenes at the end of the episode, that's what the next Redemption Island challenge is. So I actually knew that it was going to be Hannah gone from, from that stuff. I, I didn't notice that. I will say, and this is my fault, again, not going off at you, Nick, because uh, you obviously tweet from the Oz Network account, and I think I logged on to the Oz Network Twitter page, and, of course, it came up with, like, the most recent tweet or something like that, and it said, like, oh, so sad to see Hannah go, or whatever you tweeted. And I'm like, oh, fuck, Ben, you idiot. Like, that was my fault. Uh, so I kind of went into that episode knowing, sadly, Hannah was going. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's your own fault. It Don't is, blame it me. Is. For once, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not blaming you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just like to point that out. Yep. Well, look, I'm I'm the first to jump down people's throats when they go off. At, used to go off at me or kind of our page when they would say like, "Ah, oh, you spoiled it." It's like get off social media then until you've seen the episode. So I kind of went yeah, against exactly. my own advice. So yeah, completely my bad there. Yeah. 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 Totally. I, I, I couldn't agree more, Ben. It's always your fault. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is a moral of yeah. this show. Yeah, yeah. So I think that probably kind of um, sums us up. And I think probably the one thing I did forget is that we were going to try and rank these episodes individually. So let's try and just do that quickly and, and you know, just do do our old system, which is the buy it, rent it or bin it. And so let's, let's kind of like just go through each person. 
Um, so Ben, if you want to give give um, you know two ratings for, for episode three and episode four, and uh, and then we'll go on to Perez from there. Look, I uh, for episode three, and this is something that I've only ever done once in this entire history of the Oz Network. I'm I'm the the person who do, just doesn't like to do this, but yeah, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to bin it. I just I just didn't like it. It just didn't work. It was too long, way too long. If this was a forty minute episode, forty four minute episode. I think it would have worked, but we just had. Two little challenges. I just don't like Redemption Island being right at the end. I don't like the littleness of Redemption Island. Again, particularly now knowing that there were, you know, heart-to-heart scenes, which clearly you New Zealanders hate, uh, between Hannah and Tony. Um, and yeah, I just, I just didn't, it didn't work for me at all. So I'm, I'm binning the first episode. Uh, the second one though, I'm going to rent it. Um, again, it's, it's not a standout. It's still, you know, it's kind of on par with what we had last week. It was a much better improvement than we had for episode three. Uh, and look, I don't know if I'm being way too harsh on it, given this is still very early days with Survivor New Zealand. But look, I, I've got to, I guess, give my opinion. Uh, and I, I think, yeah, bin it for the first, rent it for the second. Uh, Perez, how about you? I would, with episode three, I would rent it with the intention of not watching it. The episode four, I would rent it. <laughs> so, so, why so, do you rent it without the intention of watching it? Why? What's the purpose why of that? I don't know. It's, it's sort of like when you download something that you're not going to watch. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's porn usually for me, but that's because you can't sort of watch it all at once because you're usually done within 30 seconds. But um, I... <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever gone to, like, growing up when I used to go to video stores. Oh, I might rent this movie. I won't watch it, but I still rent it. <laughs> okay, I will bin it. I will bin episode three. I will rent episode four. Okay. Uh, I love a bit of peer pressure. I love a bit of peer pressure. It works every time. Um, but I, I actually find this really hard because um, when we've been doing this on um, our, our other ongoing series, which is Nip Tuck, obviously, um, I've seen the whole series and I know where this goes and, and, you know, like I know an episode that, you know, this is an important episode because it leads to such and such. And it's actually hard doing this in real time because you don't know what's important until you've seen the whole thing. Um, so, you know, I'm, on that basis, I'm, I'm actually going to rent both of them because I think I'm going to guess that there's important stuff in that episode three that, that's going to lead to, to interesting stuff coming up. You know, so I, I could be proved wrong. And if at the end of the episode, end of the season, we look back and go, well, actually, none of that stuff came to fruition and it was a completely wasted episode, um, then I'm happy to, to change my mind on that one and, and feel free to call me on that at the end of the episode if you think it's uh, necessary. But yeah, I think at the moment, I think everything we've got here feels like it has to be building towards something. And, you know, in that sense, I think you kind of have to watch everything at least once to get a bit of a feeling. You might not ever want to watch this again, but I think you kind of do have to watch it once in order to kind of keep up with what's going on. So it's, it's a rent for me for both of them. Does that does that sound fair to you guys? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, that felt incredibly unconvincing. So obviously uh, I, I haven't uh, swayed you with my, my no. magic words, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, that, that's a wrap for us for this week. And um, it's been good to be here with you guys for... For week two of this, um, you know, make sure you're, you're following us uh, on Facebook and through Twitter. Um, you know, we're hoping to bring you lots of good content as we go forwards. So I've been actually really enjoying um, live tweeting the episode, so uh, make sure you're following us on that if you're if you're doing it in real time. And, and hopefully, a few of you Kiwis are. Um, and yeah, now we look forward to uh, to coming back with week three, episodes uh, five and six. So uh, what that's it from me. Uh, oh no, <laughs> five and oh no. Yeah, five. <laughs> Five and the one after five. <laughs> yeah. Just before we wrap up, are we going to predict who we think is going to 
Survive or Redemption Island next week. Oh, sure. We can do that. So we're picking who we think is going to get through, yeah? Yep. Tony. Well, I'm going to say Tony. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> there we go. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And can so I just, was, can I just was... say, too, that um, I'm, I'm away for seven weeks here, folks. So uh, unless I... Uh, somehow warp into a time zone continuum and be able to join you when you do these more than likely you're not going to hear my voice again on this show so uh it's going to be it's going to be new zealanders all around um but i'll still be watching the show on my travels so i'll 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 shoot you guys a message here and there i'll still listen to the episodes but uh I'll, i'll try and come on when i can but uh yeah i'll be i'll be enjoying listening to new zealanders talk without australians chiming in every time you say socks Yep, so we're we're, uh, we're rid of Aussie voices for the rest of the thing. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said that out loud. Sorry about that. Um, I can edit yeah, that out. So I've got the power to do that, Nick. You, you watch yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you, but you're too lazy to do it, yeah, so that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's it from us, guys. Um, thanks for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.